Welcome to part two of our podcast interview with Professor Johann Wicklund. In this second part, we continue our conversation talking about the importance of structure, prioritization, and also a little bit higher level stuff. For example, the connection between ADHD brains and their role in our society. Um, yeah, I was basically just saying about the structure. Definitely, it's one of the major things in the life of an entrepreneur. It's also not something that you solve and then you're done. Because, for example, with me, constantly the activities you have to do change. The organic stuff, creating content, the podcast, the, the coaching itself, the marketing side. And you not only have to have a structure in place, but also some kind of prioritization system because otherwise it's just like this huge list of things you could do but you really have to decide like on two major factors that i use with me and my clients one is obviously the revenue so what really helps you what are the activities that drive revenue but also what drives passion so what you really love doing luckily for me that's i love doing the podcast geeking out on certain topics so there's really if you can find an overlap that's like an instant win because you get that drive for motivation while doing the work that you that's excellent. So you essentially sort all your, all your activities, uh, you know, how much, it's like a matrix. How much do they drive my revenue? How much do they drive my passion? That's a great one. I think there's another matrix you can make, which is how important is something and how urgent is something. I think that we very often, uh, we're pretty good firefighters. Uh, if you have ADHD, you're good at putting out fires. You work with stuff that's urgent a lot. You're not as good as always working with things that are important. So I think that's right. But I, I like what, you t what you're saying. Do you also work with either a therapist or an ADHD coach? Um, on and off. So I just had not, not a specific ADHD uh, coach, but I do some coaching. So for now, in the same realm, what I do, like high-performing stuff. But um, also continuously, like, selecting. I just started that, I think, one and a half years ago when I went into business and saw how much value it can bring me and... If I would have known that, I would definitely have started with coaching earlier because it just keeps you um, to stay on track and also have an expert that can give you advice, like what, what should you really focus on? For example, with the organizational system, you can provide input like with the phone and try to figure out with you what, what works for your unique situation. Yeah. Now, I also think, like I said, I think therapists and ADHD coaches are good because they, they know tools and tips and tricks that are specific to people with ADHD. And so, uh, I mean, you can also, I, I remember I spoke to one entrepreneur. He said that he went, he actually went and saw an ADHD coach and he said, uh, 80% of what she was talking about, I had already figured out by myself because he was a smart guy. He had read the, you know, the self-help books and whatnot. So you can figure it out by yourself, but I still believe that it's, you know, uh, I think you might not necessarily on a regular basis, but maybe, you know, to try out either or both. Otherwise, just to see uh, if, if, if it can be helpful and if they can come up with things that you might benefit from. I also think it's a great thing what you're doing, Maurice, with these kind of, you have forums, you have, you know, you have websites, you have these you have podcasts, you have various resources online where people with ADHD can help each other. I think that's also something that's really, really valuable that you can figure out, you know, what have other people tried, what worked for them, mm, and then you can help learn from, from like other. Pro, pro, yes. Get benefiting from the collective insight, so to speak, that arise and working together to really level up and speed up the process of um, the things that you are doing. Um, I would love to. Of, yeah. No? Are you aware of really good like community online communities for people with ADHD? 
Yeah, we, that's what we're really building. Um, the ADHDers community on Facebook and we have an Instagram following. And our recent offer that we have developing is like ADHDers Academy, so where people pay for resources. There's like online courses, but at the same time, the group of these um, determined people. So it's really like the inside community, which we are really passionate about. Because as you mentioned, therapists could or can be a great addition, but in many, many cases, they are just not educated enough, especially because ADHD um, with adults manifests in very different ways. So there are not as many experts on the field as are needed. So even in Germany, if you want to get a diagnosis as an adult, you still have to wait, I think, one year plus. For some, you have even closed their waitlist yeah. because there's the demand is getting more and more and the awareness of people that this is a thing. But there's still things. So we have to build, we have to use e-learning and resources like that. So just really yeah. build and leverage on the technologies that we have to, to solve this yeah. problem, which obviously just is there. I would actually love your opinion on, we talk, we have basically three pillars in our programs. One is clarity, which is knowing where you want. The symbol is like a burning diamond to really it includes the, the system and structure that you have. Know where you want to go, know how you can keep on track. Then we have the, the awareness part, which is brave one, being aware of your um, mental state and also the state regulation part, so, so, so to speak. Where, what I mean by this, ADHD is in the end an issue with regulation yourself, not only regulating of your attention, but also your emotions and it affects yeah. different. It's an interest-based nervous system. Our nervous different kind of nervous system interact with each other. So regulation arises on multiple levels while going to sleep. So what um, can we do? Or what, what's your opinion on the third pillar, like the body part? How does our mental health system do it at the moment? What can we do? Everything related to optimizing sleep, disease lifestyle performance, eating, meditation, learning the down regulation. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I have done, uh, re my most recent studies have actually been related to self-care. That's mm -hmm. what I prefer to call it. I mean, the, the well, self-care, it, it involves things such as, you speak about meditation, exercise, healthy eating, drugs and alcohol, you know, smoking, uh, social networks, mm. and, you know, being able to, having people you can, uh, r I mean, re religious practices and, mm. and so forth. So, so there are, things, yeah. yeah, exactly. So there is about, this is not, I didn't invent this. This is common among scholars who do research on, on self-care. What we have found, it's hardly surprising, is number one, people with ADHD, they reap greater benefits from self-care. Mm. So I'm just going to give one example. I think uh, they've shown that mindfulness meditation has about the same effects as uh, medication. So if you think about, you know, Adderall or whatever kind of uh, Ritalin, uh, the, the, the kind of benefits you get from those medications are about the same amount as you get from mindfulness meditation. So that's number one. People with ADHD benefit more from self-care than other people. Everybody benefits, right? Eating healthy, sleeping, everybody benefits. But if you have ADHD, you benefit even more. Number two, people with the ADHD are less likely to engage in positive self-care, meaning mm -hmm. that less likely to sleep well, more likely to smoke, do drugs, and, and drink alcohol, and so on. Yeah, all, all, yeah. all over place tendencies exactly. just and unfolding yeah. on the air. Yeah, so I, I, I find that, that inter interesting. And so uh, I, I believe that in this kind of uh, 
I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, you actually do have flexibility in your, you can put flexibility in, into your work schedule to allow yourself meditation, to allow yourself uh, exercise, to do those things. And I think it's just invaluable. I think it's, you, you should definitely do the, those things as, as much as you possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, Kind of, that's why I think the, the impact that we with our program and still the, the healthcare system in general that, that it can have is still huge. I'm actually super excited, just a quick side note, just um, ordered a new device, which is called Apollo Neuro, which helps you using a frequency and vibration that actually helps you shift your mental state by using vibration. So you have an app and the, the crazy thing, there's actually science behind it. So that's not a pseudoscience that's developed by a researcher then it can especially be used in conjunction as a therapy so teaching people how they can calm down combining this device that helps them shift their, their mental state like for sleep like for focus and that people learn in, in combination i think that's really what, what the future with first line treatment will be and then helping them understand how medication works not telling them okay here's your wyverns it will last 12 hours if you need a refresher okay that's that device we're going but being more mindful about how these stimulants work and helping people incorporate them on an individual level in their lives, not as a, yeah. No, I agree. I think, I think actually technology in general can do a lot for people with ADHD. I mean, like we, I was talking about just the Apple watch mm -hmm. before, as an example, you're talking about more sophisticated technology, but, but I think that, uh, I think all these things are potential. I mean, they can help anybody. I just think that, um, people with ADHD are more vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. You're more vulnerable to everything, to stress, to lack of sleep, to <laughs> whatever you want. And therefore it's, it's even more important that you kind of tune in and check on yourself. How am I doing today? Am I, am I more anxious today than usual? And am I, so uh, uh, it's, it's, I think there's a lot of tools we can help. We can use to help us. Yeah, just um, one more thing that I wanted to address. It's a little bit change of the topic. You mentioned before that we can see with um, firms or companies built by ADHD entrepreneurs that they have, uh, I think, more innovation or more risk taking. I would like yeah. to do. It's really interesting to think about a way of the, the brain, our, the way our brain is wired. That our brain builds these structures. These companies are like an extension of ourselves. Like with ADHD, there's the mission that we created and how it works, kind of how our brains work, how can we work with it. I'm not sure if you heard of it in strategic management, there's this framework of dynamic capabilities from David Tees, where he says one of the most important resources um, yeah, of a company is actually the ability to adapt to change, especially in these yeah. fast moving um, times. Yeah, we just love yeah. your thought on, on that. It, the correlation with our brain and the companies that, um, that we create with those brains. So, yeah, so it, it's something I, uh, it's an important question. So I, I think it's related to where, in what kind of environments does a person with ADHD fit best? Is it in an environment that is constantly changing or is it an environment that is more stable? I think that's what you, you're getting at. And I think you, you, you provided your, the answer yourself. I think that, I mean, people with ADHD love this change, kind of love the fact that you know, the world, what it looks today is different from what it looked like three months ago. So I'm going to give an example. I can imagine if you have ADHD, you're better off working in, let's say, tech 
in, in an area where there's a lot of new developments, a lot of new things coming out in the market, and you need to stay abreast of those things, then let's say in some kind of manufacturing of something that's been done for the same uh, done the same way for the last hundred years. So I think, is that correct? That's what you're getting at? Yeah, uh, that's absolutely true that um, these dynamic environments are are well suited for people with, with ADHD, no doubt. And I think it's, you know, uh, there are a couple of aspects to this. One is, of course, it, it kind of keeps boredom away because mm -hmm. the world is changing, you do new things, it, you don't get as bored. But it's also this thing about risk taking. We touched upon it a little bit more. But it's true that people with ADHD are good at risk taking, are more comfortable under high risk than people without ADHD. And I think the reason is that um, because your brain is the way it is, I think that from the day you were born throughout your life, you kind of been used to uh, not planning so much. <laughs> so you end, up in, you end up in situations that are unknown that are a little bit strange that oops i didn't realize i was going to be here and if you've done that all your life you become quite comfortable with that but if you're a very structured person and you you kind of plan everything it's like you're always used to be in a situation that's familiar you, you that you know what the rules are you know you know you know what the expectations are and then if you get into a situation that's new that you never had experience before, you're gonna be very uncomfortable. So I think that it kind of the ADHD brain is such that you're just used to these kind of new unexpected things. So if you think about that from a business standpoint, you know, if you're working in an area where there's a lot of novelty and a lot of change all the time, I think that's just well suited for, I mean, if you have ADHD, you're used to that. You're good at handling that because it's something you experienced since you were a little child. Yeah, absolutely. The environment is a big thing on multiple levels and just creating the, the right fit. And it doesn't e only even have to be reduced to entrepreneurship. It's just in general, all these things that we talked about, the novelty, the risk-taking compound can be a lot of found. The creativity, like artists, there are a lot of environments that are right for the ADT brain. You just need to find it. And Absolutely. I actually think my own area research is something that is well suited to entrepreneurs, larger, excuse me, people with ADHD, larger because you shape it to be whatever you mm, want it to be. Yeah. And it's the same with art, you know, it's the same in, with an artist, you know, you make it be what, it, what you want it to be. And you can do the same thing for a hundred years, but uh, you know, every day the same thing. But if you have ADHD, that's not what you want to do. You probably want to do different art every day, you know, something new, something exciting. Yeah. Absolutely. My kind of lost train of thought. I had one really good question, but well, you, you're showing that you have ADHD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pity. It was like, yeah, that's a thing, and then it kind of got lost. Let's start with one of my last questions. I noted here: Is there anything, any finding in your research? Doesn't have to be um, reduced to the ADHD research that really surprised you? Some finding when you did a study, and there was something like, oh wait, that's actually the case. So. That's a, that's a really interesting question. I mean, I, I think that something that surprised me is this clear distinction between types of ADHD. You mentioned very briefly that, you know, people with ADHD are all different. And I think it's very important to remember that, that, you know, ADHD it displays itself differently in different people. 
And I mean, like I said, the most usual ways to think about inattention on the one hand and hyperactivity, impulsivity on the other. And what surprises me is that we have found in my own research, but also other people do research in other countries, you know, uh, we keep finding this thing that it is the hyperactivity inattention, excuse me, hyperactivity impulsivity aspect that is the positive things. We haven't found any support for inattention influencing entrepreneurship, neither whether you're attracted to it or whether you do well or poorly in in entrepreneurship so I, I, that is something that surprises me there's clear distinction it seems that some adhd people can do well in entrepreneurship whereas others it uh, doesn't have any influence on how well they do yeah but i would also assume that it's even if this kind of research it's super hard to kind of um pin down like have these concepts like inattention and then measure them and on and the influence for example even creativity i think there are measurements uh, to have them in a scientific way but still the brain itself it's such a complex thing so it also can be hard to drive certain uh, apps you know it's uh, that's a really good point it's always that way you know in, in research that if you don't find something it could be because it's not there but it also can be because you don't capture it and we're talking about psychological things here and it's very difficult to capture. So you're absolutely right. But so far we haven't found found this, but it's interesting because we do find stuff related to, in, uh, to hyperactivity, impulsivity that are completely in line with my hypotheses. You know, we do, so we do find that for like part of, of the typical uh, symptoms of ADHD, but not for these others. But whether that's because we have poor measures or we have done something strange in our research or if that's because there's nothing out there we don't know so it, it, it's a good point and that's also why we uh, continue doing this research there's so much more we need to learn and i do believe that <clears throat> i mean if you have adhd i think more than anything it shows that you are in some ways unique and somewhat different from most other people and i think that for anybody that feels that you're you're different uh, you might not fit in i think you could consider entrepreneurship because you can shape it to be you know something that's that's unique and something that's positive and attractive for you as a person yeah absolutely i think if you talked about a lot of stuff that comes down but i think the environment fit is really one that's the most necessary because I, before I went into entrepreneurship, I was in strategy consulting. I had to wear a suit every time, super strict work days with, with parts parts that were super boring works, which was, I could perform because there was also a lot of stress and external pressure around it that helped me perform. But it's still like I didn't enjoy it and it drained me. So finding the right fit is one of yeah. the most important things. And then just love your thought on that. I think if we think a little bit of a level higher, like the society impact, around 5% of the people have, or I think 5% five, 5 is one of the numbers that's floating around, yeah. have ADHD of the population, I think in the States or in Europe. Oh, great. That's the one I wanted to ask next. So perfect. I just yeah. that. Um, so great. No, I lost my train of thought, but um, yeah, we have the difference in an, on a societal impact. It's just, an understanding of ADHD as we are the ones that go out and shape something new, that crush the boundaries that exist and help a society and different structures to evolve. Like, I think there's also from 
rumor, like the creative destruction of entrepreneurship side, that, that really resonates like how entrepreneurship and the connection with ADHD and thinking of it from that perspective of how four firms compete. That's why I was hinting at how our brains shape the, the structures they evolve. So we really create companies with high dynamic capabilities, structures um, that then can help to, to, to evolve and to shape the society we are in. Yeah, I mean, if we were going to talk about the societal aspect of ADHD, I mean, there's one thing we just can't pass over, and that is uh, schooling. I mean, yeah. we know that our schools were set up to educate the masses for factory work. That is the truth. It's the same all over the world. It's essentially to get people disciplined, to be able to perform some boring task in a factory. It is so poorly adapted to anybody with ADHD. So it's like, it's, it's putting people with ADHD through schooling is, is really punishment. At the same time, we know that, you know, getting a good education and it's becoming increasingly important, mm. right? So that's, so there is a bit of a paradox. And I, I mean, what I feel very strongly about, what I'm very passionate about is, reshaping education mm. reshaping education in a way so it's more adapted to uh, people with adhd and because i know i mean i'm a professor of entrepreneurship i know that people with adhd are attracted to entrepreneurship but they're not attracted to education i try to develop entrepreneurship education specifically that is developed to fit people with adhd so that you know you can feel that uh, you know, you're, you fit in that kind of education because I do believe that any entrepreneur benefits from a bit of education, right? I think it's a good thing if you know a thing or two about business before you start the business. Mm. But in order for that to, to apply to the, 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 the kids with ADHD, you know, we need to rethink how we educate them. To me, that's the most important thing. Uh, and then you were talking about specifically this Schumpeter. He's mm. a person who came oh, up with this thanks. idea of, of destructive, uh, creative destruction already back in the 1920s. So the idea there is that uh, as uh, what drives the economy in any country in the world as such is the fact that entrepreneurs come up with these new innovations and start new companies and when they start their new companies, the old ones go bust. So, I mean, you can just think about Google mm -hmm. starting and what that has done to all these other companies in, in the same space. Yeah, or Airbnb, any, Uber, yeah, 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 exactly. The network or, economy, shared economy, yes, whatever you yes, want to yes, call it. Yes, Attention economy. <laughs> yes, so, so there's definitely a lot, lot of that. And, and I mean, yeah, there's definitely that people that are able to think out of the box. People that can think, you know, in new ways that can kind of come up with these kind of, of, of new ways of organizing, let's say Amazon, for example, mm -hmm. you know, completely changing the way we think about shopping and retail. I mean, people with ADHD, they are well suited to do that because I mean, people with ADHD have these brains that are differently <laughs> wired and because they are wired differently, it's easy to see things in, in a new way, in a different way. And openness so to new experience is actually one of those big five personality traits scientifically validated people with adhd tend to have a score higher on that mode of yeah. the personality spectrum and it's interesting because to, to tie into that or uh, openness to experience and also um, 
uh, risk taking and mm-hmm. uh, and the search for novelty. novelty. So I think that th- that's novelty seeking is also strongly attached to, to to ADHD, and that's also something that's important. You you like doing new stuff. You do like new stuff that's unknown. And of course, that is what shapes the world. You know that people come up with ideas and and create things that are are new and novel. And yeah, that's it's well suited to the ADHD brain, without doubt. Yeah, great. Then I just have I think one of the last questions that I wanted to touch on very briefly. Um, and that's one you you studied you lived in Europe a long time. You went to USA. And I'm just um, curious if you are noticing any differences in the way ADHD is perceived and um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. I think it's a lot easier to have ADHD and be in the US. There's much more acceptance of diversity. There's more, much more acceptance that you're different mm-hmm. in this country. Uh, and I, I mean, I'm from North Europe, Northern Europe, I'm from Sweden. And I think Sweden and Germany are very much alike that if you're different, being different is a bad thing in, mm. in, in Sweden. And I think in Germany too. Yeah, absolutely. So I think if, if you have ADHD, it's a lot easier to be in the U S for that to respect. The other thing in the U S is it's, 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 uh, you're typically, if you're good at something, people try to make sure that you can excel in that. And it doesn't matter if you're bad in other things. Mm-hmm. And if you have ADHD, it's that's almost by definition, right? You have certain strengths and other weaknesses, mm-hmm. and which differ getting... from the rest of the population, which is even more. Exactly. You have other strengths than most other yes. people tend to have. Exactly. Like John Peterson keeps talking about creativity. Everyone is talking about creativity, and true creativity is actually very, very rare in those chaotic brains. It's the most pronounced, and just not not something yeah, that absolutely. everybody is creative at a basic level. Yes, but again, it's a scale, and some people are very creative, like crazy ADHD yeah. people. <laughs> and yeah, but so I, I think that, so that makes it a lot easier in the US. Yeah, I absolutely, mm-hmm. I absolutely see a difference. I think it's easier with ADHD to live in the US than to live in Europe. And number two, I think that uh, with this kind of acceptance of difference, it's all, also comes this acceptance of ADHD as a diagnosis and the fact that it's, it's not such it. a big deal. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, uh, there's, you know, you can say, I mean, you can say you're different in any way in the U.S. and people just, it's, it's not, it's not a big mm. deal. So it's I think, I think it's easier. Culture. Yeah, I think so. And it's, it's obvious. I mean, it's a country built by mm. immigrants from all over the world. So it's, it's pretty natural. The people which love risk-taking, going out, exploring. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. If you look at the people who left, for example, Germany 200 mm. years ago, 150 years ago. Yeah, it was adventurous people. I think that it's clear that ADHD people have always been the explorers, the hunters, the people who leave the village and try something new. Sometimes they come back being rich and sometimes they, they don't, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just part of it, what the society needs, that aspect. And I really exactly. enjoyed our conversation. I think we touched most topics I wanted to to talk about so it's really new diversity i can make check marks everywhere in my notes i think so it's really up to you so what's one thing you want to highlight any anything that really the most important thing to share with the people around that topic to really close up and wrap up and i I, want to finish where i started to realize that no human characteristic is universally good or bad everybody can do well if they find the right context the right situation 
So I think for anybody listening to this podcast, I think the important thing is that you try and figure out where you fit in. You try and figure out where you can excel and do well. And it just so happens that there seems to be certain professions where people with ADHD can do better. And entrepreneurship is one of them. It's by no means the only one. It's the one we have focused on today. But there are other professions, other occupations uh, where you can do really well if you have ADHD. So that's where I want to end. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really one of the most important, as you mentioned, the right environment fit. And really, thanks for being here. I really enjoyed the show. We touched a lot of aspects. I really enjoyed. And so when people want to find you, contact you, are eager to join the studies and so how can they find you? Yeah, it's easy. If you just Google my first name, it's Johan. It's not the German spelling. It's only one N at the end. So you J-O-H-A-N and you put that and ADHD. Google that and you find me. Great. Yeah. Then again, <laughs> thanks for being here. Really enjoyed the well, show. Thank you so much, Maurice. And thank you for doing this kind of work. I think it's 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 very, very valuable to the whole community. And I think it's the more people like yourself we can get to who come out and talk about these things and try to, to create a community, uh, the, the better it is for everybody. to